Hi, Connor. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, do we have an intro? No, we, no? we really haven't like decided on one. It just okay. really kind of depends. Normally, it's me saying something and then you replying. So, um, welcome to Switching Rails, everybody. Yeah. I'm Trenton. I'm Connor. And we just watched Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Yes. And uh, for clarity's sake, we watched the extended edition, Yep, uh, which we will be doing for all, all of three of them. The um, reason we're doing this one first, and we know it's not number eight on the list. I think that's Return of the King, I think. Uh, yes. Um, but we figured doing them chronologically just adds so much more value. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, so. I think I may have mentioned this, and I don't want to really get into it until yep. we talk about Return of the King, but just briefly, um, I think the reason that Return of the King is able to be there is because of the groundwork laid by the first and second movie. Absolutely. So, like, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a very fantastic, it's a fantastic climax. All right. Like, you wouldn't yeah. be able to just watch Return of the King and put right. it up yeah. there like you can with The Dark Knight. Exactly. Um, yeah. But so um, let's get into recommendations then. Who would we recommend this to? Um, this one for me is just a everybody it's needs. Every, yeah. Like there's no one that shouldn't. Like yeah. if maybe, if, maybe if magic if you isn't were. your thing. Like if magic and slightly mystical worlds aren't your jam. Like I know there are some yeah. people that are like just love documentaries. Yeah. And like very realistic things. I don't this, associate with those people. I don't very often either, <laughs> but they do exist, and we want to make sure you feel included. Um, no, we don't. This is a this is a fiction based uh, list. Yeah, documentaries aren't on here. There's Ooh, no documentaries yeah, on here. Yeah, you need to find a different podcast. Yep. I apologize. You're not welcome here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I will say you're welcome. If you wanted to go and branch into something new, we are open for being here to help with that journey. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, a great entry point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't start with the extended edition, though. It's fantastic yeah. and gorgeous. So um, this is one of the. Okay, so I, I think that this. Sorry, no, I'm I'm jumping way ahead. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No. Let's let's, let's, let's not do it, that. Then. Awesome. Yeah. Um. So just so I can give a recommendation here, I. How many times have you seen this movie? I don't know. In this series, I've I've probably seen it less than I've watched The Dark Knight. But okay. that's it's like fifteen thirty. Probably right? about it. Yeah. Um, I I believe that I've watched this nearly for one year that I've been alive, like once for every year that I've been, even like yeah. as a child. Even yeah. Though it wasn't out yet, but right. Um, like I I'm pretty sure I've seen this nearly. You, 30 you've times. watched it more times in individual years to make yes. up for the years that you absolutely hadn't watched have. It yet. I watched this doing laundry. I watched this with my mom growing up. Like I have seen yeah. this movie and you were noticing while I was quoting just so many of the lines nearly it was, perfectly. It was wildly annoying. Yeah, I can imagine. No, absolutely. And that's why I didn't do it very often. You do it for the first like 30 minutes because that's what you quote for everything. And then you do it every interspersed whenever yeah. you thought that you got away from it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've, I've seen this movie plenty as well. Um, it has a high rewatch value for me. Yeah. And me too. It's, it's a movie that if I did not get frustrated with watching the same movies over and over again, which is part of the reason I've seen most of the movies on this list is because yep. I can't, can't watch do them. that. Um, but if not for that, 
this would absolutely be a comfort movie for me. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It is for me. I just, oh, I'm sad. Lord it is for a lot of people. And and I do not people. begrudge anyone for that. Like I'll begrudge you for only watching documentaries, but yeah. I will not begrudge <laughs> For only watching Lord of the Rings right, forever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so does it deserve its place on the list? This one, again, it's a little, yeah. little nuanced. I think this is like 11 or 12 or something. Um, I am going to say, does it deserve to be on the list? Absolutely. Okay. Does it deserve its place on the list? Honestly, with Fellowship, I would put it a little lower. Okay, than the 11 or something that's there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and some of that is because I think there are better movies on the list. But also, and I think the bigger one for me is Two Towers is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is below both yeah. this and Return of the King. And I yeah. think that's a travesty. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so... There's there's probably some uh some baggage behind that. Yeah, totally for you specifically. But, but yeah, I would I would say it doesn't deserve its place as it currently sits Where on the list. So for sure on the list. Oh yeah, absolutely. What would your ratings be? Um this one I would give it a technical nine. Yeah. Um pretty reasonable, I think, actually. And a lot of it is Probably because of the amount of times I've rewatched it, there are things that are like you go, "Oh wait, that's not right," you know, and that kind of stuff. Um, and as good as the CGI is, some of it has aged kind of poorly. It has. I was um, I was surprised watching it this time and seeing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not something you're going to notice if you're watching on a smaller screen or in a in a, um, a lower resolution. Yep. Um, but the the Blu-ray 1080p on the 4K TV that you have that's sizable, large, yeah. Um, you know, you noticing that. noticing some things environmentally, especially. I was I like, know. I agree. I thought that they did that building For real, like as a model and then yes. composited it in, but. No, that's CG. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. I think that, yeah, it is a, it, it's almost a downside having it on such a large team right, and watching yeah. it. What about your enjoyment? Um, enjoyment for me, this one's probably at an 8. Nice. Um, as much as I do usually enjoy my full watch of Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. um, and I think that this one is probably the best paced out of the three. Really well paced. But my problem is it's a slow pace. Yes, and slow pace. We, we were even talking about this before we started recording. Um, both of us have points in the movie that we usually end up falling asleep during. Just nodding off a little bit. You have something else to do. Otherwise, I you're awake. I don't have that problem with all of the Lord of the Rings movies. It's yeah, not just, just the length no, of the I th- movie. I think you're right, though. Yeah. Especially that with this first one. I totally mm-hmm. agree. There's not other times in the other ones that really slow down like this. Yeah. So. I, I feel like specifically Two Towers... And we'll talk more about this, but it it speeds up the further through the movie you get. It does. It does ramp. So Um, for me, I do think that it deserves its spot on the ratings. I, I, I probably do fall into the camp of Return of the King being as high as it is because of the fact that it was built on the other ones and has just the culmination, just a a fantastic resolution about everything in the story, and um, so. Um, two towers. I don't. I don't. I don't know that I totally agree with it being below Fellowship of the Ring. I feel like it almost was. Rever- should have been re- like 
descending like three, two, one. Um, but, um, I do, I do feel like around its area right here, Mm -hmm. um, it, it totally deserves where it is. Um, it for sure is top 20 of like all time. I put this above 12 angry men. Like, okay. Yeah, that's fair. There's, uh, I wouldn't put it above Schindler's list though. Yeah. Like that was just masterfully done. So, um, I I have a, a a pretty solid also nine nine and a half for technical, but I'm at a nine and a half almost yeah. ten for enjoyment. Okay, um, it it carries me through yeah. the entire time, even if it like is a little slower at mm-hmm. points. Like I I enjoy the experience. Uh, one thing that I noticed watching this time is this first movie has incredible atmosphere. Yeah, like probably the best in the entire series. Um, the Scenes with Saruman mm-hmm. specifically, I was like, oh, he, I, he I didn't, I didn't realize how good the set dressing and lighting was, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. inside Orthanc, um, and like that, and the scene where Gandalf is doing all of his like reading and all that kind of stuff. Oh, the library, the library, oh, yeah, so good. like just the amount of time and effort that went into making those kind of scenes just perfect absolutely um, and it absolutely shows yeah um so and it's i bring those ones up not necessarily because of you know being perfect scenes no. but um because they are just such small parts of yeah. the movie um that it's it's really incredible that they would put that level of effort into such a small small piece, piece of it of it absolutely yeah. i completely agree so this is where spoilers are going to be starting to get a little more heavy um also yeah. if you enjoy what we do here please go like comment subscribe send it to your friends we would love all of your friends to know about what we do here also give us feedback yep um so summary i've actually i've been looking forward to trying to create a summary for this for someone that has never watched lord of the rings and doesn't know what it is like that that's spooky to me and i'm excited so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a shot unless you'd like to (laughs) give it a shot we've already established that i am terrible at summary (laughs) (laughs) all right so um specifically fellowship of the ring we're not going to go over all of the lord of the rings as a summary so Fellowship of the Ring follows uh, the journey of a halfling, which is a half-elf, half-human. Um, and... Not in Lord of the Rings, it isn't. Yeah, it is. I thought they were. No, they're not half-elf. Half-human. Are they half... They're their, they're their own they're thing. They're half-things. Okay, well, halfling, yeah. which is a short human. They're very, very cute. So it follows. The Sorry, story. I interrupted no, your you're summary. All you're all good. So, but you're right. It is a factually incorrect statement. So, very cute, short humans, um, that generally live their life in peace and quiet. Uh, then, the primary character Frodo gets an heirloom from their guardian, um, the kind of uncle, but they, he really adopted him into the family. And this heirloom happens to be the most powerful artifact in the world currently. Um, so that's nice. It's a ring. Uh, the ring allows you to control the other rings that were made by this deep, by this <laughs> deep, I say, dark lord of, uh, he's a very, very, very good artificer. He makes very, very good jewelry, but the jewelry corrupts you over time. It also allows you to have very, very good power. So as... You're summarizing like I did last week. Was it last week or was it the, it was, the week before? 
It was last week. Okay. No, it totally. Is. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I feel like you're right. Um, so we follow the journey of uh, this of Frodo taking this ring to some very very knowledgeable human beings and also elves and also dwarves that say, "Hey, we need to go and destroy this." They make a fellowship of people that, to go and destroy this ring in a <laughs> mountain called Mount Doom. But anyway, uh, and during this whole thing, lots of chaos ensues. They fight a demon. One of their friends dies. Another of their friends dies. They go and see a very pretty elf lady. And um, then they split ways into like two or three different sections because you can't keep a party of nine going for very long. I say it's a DM. Yep. So Frodo is a hobbit. Frodo is a hobbit. Hobbits are halflings. Yes. Which... If you don't know what that is, look it up. Sauron is a dark evil lord that creates an evil ring a long time ago. It falls into Frodo's hands. Frodo has to go destroy it and, and collect some friends along the way. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> that was really good. Okay, I feel like then it has to be like the, the person that is actually the least attached to it. I don't know. Going forward, I, potentially. I, that was good. I'm less attached to the movies, but like this story is still really important to me it's as far important. as like what I grew up with, and you know, I'm. I was thinking about this earlier. As far as like the scale of Lord of the Rings fans from like Tolkien scholars, <laughs> which are an actual they, they thing, very much exist. Um, to like, I watched the movies once and yeah. thought they were good, but yeah, yeah. you know, I am on that scale. I am. To the scholar side, yeah, but not of that much scale. over midway. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. You know, I I'm foggy on my first and second age and that kind of stuff. Exactly. But like, I need to go. I'm, I want to go read the Silmarillion still because I haven't. Uh, I have read it once and a half. Nice. It's, wow. Good job. It's um, it's good, and there's a lot of really interesting <laughs> things if you're interested in the book. I really am. But um, it's uh. It's not a captivating read That's like the other ones are. I've heard. It's a documentary. Yes. <laughs> a fiction documentary. <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Where would where would you put yourself on that on oh, that scale? So I adore the movies. And so okay. I but I, I haven't gone and done as much research into of the other things i like watching tolkien movies about mm-hmm. his life that's kind of fun oh okay um and so i'm probably like either just to the to the um right of the midpoint mm-hmm. quote unquote which is closer to the farther away from being a scholar yeah. but in certain areas i feel like i have more knowledge than okay. not i would say maybe the summary we're we're having a conversation now about the structure of our, our of our podcast yes, exactly. rather than the movie. But uh, I think as far as the summary, I think it's whoever thinks that uh, the story is simpler. Yeah, because absolutely. As much as I love this, I think it is a very very simple and straightforward story. That is a good point. From a high level, it absolutely is. So, um, it's just masterfully done. Yeah. with so a crazy detailed world. Absolutely. Uh, Ugh. Okay. But anyway, so we are past the summary of the movie. Yes, we have. We've done it. Let's let's move on to, I mean, this one's this one's hard to do. Initial reactions and enjoyment. 
Yeah, initial reactions are impossible at this point. Right, yeah. Either one of us. And actually, I think this is one of the hardest movies to do an initial reaction for us. Yeah, it would Um, absolutely be. Both of us have way too much. Even with, like, The Dark Knight, where I have seen it tons and tons of times, I get a different emotional reaction different times I watch it because I don't feel like the emotional reaction is not the point of that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Completely um, agree. Whereas this one, the emotions are... Something that helps you carry yourself through a movie and like right, makes you yeah. connect to all of the characters. Right. Like, so I think it's really hard to have initial reactions. And, you know, this is... It felt wrong doing it, but the fact that we were joking... With each other through the rest of the movie. Um, Because we know the movie so So well, well. and this is something that I would never do if the person sitting next to me had never seen the film. No, absolutely not. Um, Because I don't want to ruin that experience for them. Exactly. Um, But for someone that has seen the film as many times as I have, or probably more, um, (sighs) very likely more... um, it was it was just something where it was like we it's, know it's this an movie extension. inside and out exactly um, and and it, it was part of it's part of our watching experience mm-hmm. um, so this was this was a very different experience for me than usually <laughs> than it usually is because I usually watch it either with my wife or by myself yep. and neither of us talk during movies like at all yep um, but uh, yeah so. Again, this one's just really hard to do an initial reaction for. Also, recommendation if you want a very attractive male protagonist, uh, not main male protagonist necessarily, but he's pretty pretty main, and also, <laughs> whew, uh, a steam show for sure. Vigo is absolutely just to die for. I love him. So, for the record, this is none of the hobbits that no, he's talking about. Hobbits. This is Aragorn. This is a, this is a normal sized person. <laughs> normal sized person. <laughs> cool. Okay. Oh anyway. boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So anyway, it, like again, we were we were talking about the CG at this mm-hmm. point, um, and it it has aged more than I thought. Like that was yeah. that was something I did recognize on this for on this yeah. watch through trying to look at it more. I loved all of the different camera angles and all of the detail that they put into set making and yeah. the commitment to detail and like making yeah. hobbits the size that they were compared to everyone else. Yeah, and, actually I I thought a lot about the little things that they were doing in this and I'm like, okay, let's go back to like my basic film stuff. Which of these things did they execute perfectly? Uh, camera angle, uh, perform like uh, actor performances, um, like screenplay, like I I kept going through all of these things and I'm like, there's nothing that they did poorly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like their sound design is on point. Oh their lighting gosh. is on point. Their like every single thing is just flawlessly executed. Yes. Um, and again, there are the small things like little details about you know, where a character is in relation to other characters or, um, like, Gimli destroying his axe on the, the ring and then immediately having another one. Yeah, exactly. And having another like, axe. I could, that, that feels very Gimli. It does. As you, as you go through. It does, but there is there is no indication at all that he has another one there. There's always the whole splitting horn conundrum. Yes. I actually, yes. Yeah. I actually watched this time and I'm like, oh. The arrow misses the horn. 
there's it's nearly impossible for it to hit and then also yeah. to cut in the way that it does because it almost feels like mm-hmm. it cuts from the inside yeah and like it's a anyway yeah but a lot of these little things that we it notice so on our small because we our, have to it's 40 times in 30 20 to yeah. 40 times in yeah. watching this movie there's not yeah a way to avoid that yeah um so yeah it is it is difficult to to avoid seeing those things and it might it might be something that people catch on the first watch yeah. i don't know cuz I, I have the first time i experienced someone that has watched this for the first time first yet. time i saw it was in elementary school absolutely so like, nope you know. same here like i was a small child yeah. like, when I, I saw it, it in 5th grade but like i i did not have a keen eye for film when i was in 5th grade um actually this one might have been fourth yeah. i don't know that's not the point early if we can't do initial reactions, let's do standout scenes because okay. I, this one yeah. I feel like is where it's full, full of them. It is. Um, I mean, the easy one for me is always just the entirety of the Minds of Moria. Oh, it's so um, pretty. And that's really like three or four scenes, but mm-hmm. they're probably the highlight of the movie for me. The atmosphere and the, the tension that you have, like the moment you walk in. Right, like, yeah. Emily talking about how this is a great place where you see dead bodies on the ground. You're right. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and I, I think that it's something that is. I've been going through um, the Writing Excuses podcast, listening to their uh, elemental genres, where mm-hmm. they talk about taking different elements of certain genres to mix them into your story for a fresh take. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to explain exactly what that means, but this one I found a lot of elements of horror, specifically yeah. in the Minds of Moria, because it is like this isn't a horror movie by any means, but you get things like the monsters that are coming through and the um, the almost like palpable dread mm-hmm. when the Balrog's approaching, yeah. and just all of these different things that just make you like feel that like I, I can't think of another word for it but just that dread yeah that um something is going to happen to these characters and then it happens yes and right? then it happens um like, <laughs> something so, that does happen yeah and i i think it's a very it, good payoff like it just it, yeah. yeah it does a really really good job uh and even that that is paced really well like mm-hmm. there's the Alarm, we have to get into the caves because the Watcher in the Water shows up. Yep. Um, now we're stuck here. Oh no, what do we do? Well, the only way we can go is forward. And then as we go forward, we start to get kind of lulled into a sense of security. And then everything and then starts. Happens. Yeah. <laughs> Fool of a tuck. Fool of a tuck. <laughs> um but uh yeah and then it ramps up until we're out yep um and so i I, very sad yeah and and i think it it just does the minds of moria is the perfect part of this film for me Uh, that makes total sense and i don't think i could argue very much differently there but my favorite like just seen individually Mm -hmm. is when the ring wraiths go and attempt to murder all of the halflings while they're sleeping in the prancing pony. Oh yes. Um, And I, there, there are still so many times even still that I will 
have to force myself to remember what happens here because they pan between the image of like seemingly a room with hobbits sleeping in it to the faces of the hobbits as they are sleeping in bed to Mm -hmm. them being stabbed right and uh how they time the stabbing with like sam waking up and be yeah. like oh wow he got stabbed right he's yeah. dead now yeah um it what well, is just to me just so well done and it keeps you yeah. in suspense for a hot second it shows you exactly how merciless the ring wraiths are yeah um and how smart strider is and this is this is another scene that i you know i'm i'm with you there absolutely like, it's it's really hard for me to watch that and not think oh this is the same room yeah um, which I don't know if that's a lighting thing or yeah, what's going on. they have the lighting on. in both of them, like, basically perfectly. Because I... And the angles, you can't see like any the, distinguishable features. Like, like, I've seen some cross-cutting where the film language is a little yeah, blurry yeah. like that. Um, and it never works as effectively as this. <laughs> Not nearly as well. I have, too. Um, like, but even for, like, a veteran watcher, you're like, oh, this is hard to not believe that they're not yeah. in the same and again, place. I would like to reiterate, we are watching this for, for the, the umpteenth time. <laughs> like, it's it's insane. They, they kill all the music there, too. Like, the music yes. is a constant accompaniment through basically the entire movie. Yeah. Um, and they kill it there whenever... And you get it, is sense the, of them being it is the sneaky. secret. It is, yeah. Uh, the yeah. secret member of the Fellowship. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, it is, absolutely. And it's gone. At yeah. this point, the entire time you're like, well, like it fully cuts out right before they. You're right because they're yeah. walking in and then yeah. go into the room mm-hmm. and it's quiet. Yeah. You can tell exactly how quiet the ring wraiths are. Like they are not yeah. loud. Yeah. <laughs> they will kill you. It's very very good. <sighs> it's so good. Uh, I I would watch the movie for that scene. Like it's just like it just builds so nicely. But you also get a whole bonus movie on top of yeah, that scene. On top of it as well. Like <laughs> there's there's so much more movie after it. Um, and watching through this time, I'm actually just really happy with how long we stay in the Shire. Yeah, um, it's as calming. I've, as I've gotten older and read more fantasy and that kind of stuff, I just really appreciate hanging out at the place where yeah. things always start. Um, and I feel like with the extended editions, while there is a lot of bloat in all three of these films mm-hmm. in the extended editions, um, not that I would ever take it out. Take it out, right? Yeah, like each of each of them, I'm like, ah, yeah, no, this is totally worth the worth the time. I can't identify what's bloated at this point. So if I watched theatrical, I would feel like I'm missing part of the movie. <laughs> um, so I grew up with theatrical and then switched to. Extended when I was older. My mom only ever showed me theatrical. I think once or twice we watched. Oh, sorry. My only ever showed me extended. I think once or twice we may have accidentally put in theatrical and then stopped it. Oh. To put in the extended. <laughs> I would. It's it's <laughs> still a really good um, experience. Sure. We'll and have I, to do it as a bonus episode at some point, and I can go and complain. Let's do it in a while. Yeah. We're like we're gonna be watching years. a lot of the Lord of the Rings stuff yeah, in a few yeah. years. It'll be a hot sack. Um. But yeah, uh, with the extended editions, despite the fact that I feel like there's a lot of bloat in here, I feel like we get the right amount of time in the Shire. Mm -hmm. Um, And the only reason that that part is as satisfying as it is, is because we know that there's this whole 
just absolutely crushing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. It is a. It's a series of trials, and he doesn't come back. Right. Like, yeah. Truly, like yeah. you, you see the Shire again at the end of the movie. Sorry for spoilers. Yeah. Um. If you haven't seen Return of the King. He comes back. He comes back. <laughs> he does live. Um, and But you don't get the same vibe. We, yeah. They do a really, really good job. Like, Sam gets it kind of yeah. um, a little bit, but Frodo can't. You don't... He yeah. the, the time you spend in the Shire at the beginning of the movie yeah. is the only time you have in the Shire. Well, and this is this is a hero's journey, right? Yeah. Um, and so... It, it's a little different with Lord of the Rings. It's not following it beat for beat like it is with... Um, with Star Wars or anything. Yeah, yep. Um, but with this one, like you can see the uh, call to adventure yep. all the way through accepting the call and or, or rejecting the call, accepting the call, uh, the switch over into the the special world or yep. um, to the new world. The crossing of the threshold. Yep. Um, and just all of those beats are hit in order. Yep. Um, but I think one thing that we do really miss is, again, in, in a lot of these stories, we don't spend time knowing who this world. character yeah. is before we move on to adventure. He's just the hero now. And yep. it's like, okay. Cool. And actually, uh, moving on to character things, which we don't have in here, um, kind of fits with performances. Moving on to character things. Love it. Um, I think that uh, this job, this movie does a really good job of showing Frodo and sort of what he's made of and how that gets almost unlocked yeah. um, by the situation that he's put into. Absolutely. Like, we don't see him go from, like, a character that just has no courage or no spirit or anything like that. No. To a character that is suddenly a hero, we see a character who has a lot of this courage and spirit that is not being utilized because it isn't necessary. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need it in the Shire. And so when he's put into a situation, uh, see the another troll occurring. The the I love the shot where we see that transition um, with the. It's a close-up of the ring, and there's like three of them. And in each of them, we see in the reflection uh, all of the different uh, members of the council arguing with yeah. each other. Oh, it's so good. And um, that plays into themes. So we'll, we'll get to that again later. But um, I think watching Frodo's reaction through that, you see him... Struggling almost with the desire to go back yeah. because that's what he thinks he should do and doing what he doesn't really want to do, but Knows feels is feels is the necessary, yeah. like is the necessary step for everyone else around him. <laughs> it's it's the moment he makes that sacrifice. Yes. Um, I forgot where I was going with this. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, no, and and I I feel like going and seeing because it's different. It isn't the kind of character arc where you, where your character like grows new qualities. Um, it's, right. It's yeah. one where you you do see like oh no, Frodo could totally take up this mantle if yeah. he was asked to. Yeah. As as well as the rest of his friends. Right. Yeah. Um, 
I think probably Pippin has the largest growth arc. Um, <laughs> and um, it's cool just seeing them come into that instead of having to like develop something new. That was, I think that that's really, really cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. So themes. Uh, oh my. Yeah. Oh my. Um, so this one's going to be <sighs> difficult to talk about without talking about the other two movies as well. Exactly. Pretty much spoilers for Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah. My other concern, we're not going to run out of things to talk about with Lord of the Rings. We've got, yeah. No, I was I, I was worried about trying to fit my analysis of this movie into an hour, just this movie. Like, and thankfully yeah. we have two more. So, yeah. like, if, if I forget anything I think, here, I, think I can the, come back. The hard thing, though, for me is separating this. Because even, even with Lord of the Rings books, mm-hmm. um, I don't consider them books. I know that... Yeah, knowing that Tolkien wanted to publish them, as publish one. them as one, I have always respected them as one book. Exactly. Um, and so these movies, I generally respect them as one twelve-hour movie. Yeah, that's reasonable. Um, we didn't do that. No, we didn't. Uh, and <laughs> it would do be, that sometime. It would that be fun. Unreasonable for us to try to do it on a Wednesday like no, we do. We're not going to do that, but we should um, do it at some point in the future. Yeah. Uh, when we are just making so much money from this podcast. Oh, it's gonna be we're never going to be making money for this from this podcast. We, I'm a business major. We do, this, we do this podcast because it's fun. And because it could make money. Okay. Just kidding. It's also because it's fun. So, <laughs> themes. Um, what are the ones you see? So many. Uh... I would say a big one for this movie particularly is hope in the face of dire circumstances. Like exceptionally dire circumstances. Um, and we see it in in other ones in the series as well. Yeah. Um, but this one, it feels like the hopelessness is coming from like coming from the characters in a very real way. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's not just oh, no, all of our characters are in hopeless circumstances. It's, no, they feel hopeless. Yes. Right? Um, when Gandalf falls at Khazad-dûm, uh, you can see the way that that's affecting the hobbits, and you can see the way that that's affecting Frodo specifically. Um, when Boromir even dies at the end of the film, he is talking about how there's no hope left for men. Yeah. Um, and just this theme of the world is going to collapse in on us and there's nothing and we Elrond can do as well. Like, yeah. Hey, the elves are leaving. You can't trust dwarves. And yeah. then just leaves out men like as, as a concept. <laughs> there, there is no hope. Right. Them. Yeah. Like, um, and the idea that they're, despite us seeing this from characters over and over and over again, there is still like real hope that keeps working its way into the world Mm -hmm. and the big one is what's uh what we have a flashback to at the end of this film it's the only flashback i think in the entirety of the lord of the rings it might be uh there is a vocal flashback at one point in the second movie but that's it yeah um i think there's also one in the third for some reason i may be wrong i think there's only one in the second personally Uh, (laughs) we'll see but even then this is the only one I know mm-hmm. that does a vocal flashback along with, with like, it puts us back in the scene. And it's mm-hmm. when Gandalf says to Frodo, um, 
when he's saying, I wish that the ring had never come to me. me. I wish none of this had happened. And he says, so do all who live to, live see, to see such times. Uh, but that is not for them to decide. Yes. Uh, what, what we have to decide is yes. uh, what we do with the time that's given to us. Right. And so putting that very much in the perspective of while the situation itself may be hopeless, that doesn't mean that there's nothing that we can do to try to fix it or make it better. Absolutely. Um, and maybe that's enough. Um, and so I, I love the way that this just, we see that over and over and over again. Um, I think even at one point, Legolas, and Legolas is not a very hopeless character. No, but he, near the end. Yeah, he he talks about, uh, I think it was something to do with the hobbits. I, I just remember realizing I on this one. Stolen, like very around the same time Gimli says, and oh, it was all for naught then because yeah. the hobbits are gone and he's gone and we're all Right, sad. yeah. So it's a... Again, we we just are we keep being put in this situation where the characters feel like there's nothing that they can do, mm-hmm. and yet they keep pushing forward. Exactly, and like, it's just such a good, hopeful message. A lot of a lot of that like revolution is, or like a lot of that revolves around Aragorn, because yeah. Frodo even gets that from Aragorn when he's about to leave, like when Aragorn's like, hey, I would have followed you into the fires of Mount Doom. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you need to go and do this because I understand. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's that's the hint of the strength that is alluded to throughout the movie of Aragorn's yeah. strength is is that understanding persistence to say, hey, this is a dire circumstance. Right, yeah. Uh, you don't need to do anything about it, but you have the opportunity to. Well, it's, it is what the big difference is between uh, Aragorn and Boromir, right? Like, as as the two humans that are traveling with this party, um, you have the one that doesn't believe that they can win without using the ring against the enemy, mm-hmm. despite knowing that it's an evil thing. Yep. And the one that understands that we have to hope that they can do at least hold off the enemy until we can destroy this because it's There's... what's more important. Um, and destroying evil is more important than saving a city. Yes. Um, oh, that was spoilers. Oh, sorry. Very much spoilers. <laughs> uh, if you have not yet read the Stormlight Archive, number one, go do it. Stop yes. watching this podcast. Uh, Please go read it. It's so good. And number two, and no, don't don't rewind because no. uh, you definitely missed what he just said. Yeah, you totally did. Um, so, and I think another like pretty focused theme is. Um, you hear one of the hobbits in the Shire say, like, uh, keep your nose out of trouble and no trouble will come to you. Mm-hmm. And that's a very accurate thing for the Shire, specifically. Yeah. Like, eventually the Shire will be touched by whatever darkness is coming. Mm-hmm. But right now, like, Frodo didn't have the need to go and make this, this the decision that he did. Right, yeah. Like, he was in a position that he could have, like Sam was recommending gone home right (laughs) you brought the ring here you did great like good job um you've done your part for society yeah um and more so you Mm -hmm. got stabbed yeah so uh you can go home now with a magic blade that's going to make you feel it every year yeah for every yeah yeah forever it wasn't 
wasn't by a ring wraith in the books, but it's fine. It's fine. Oh, yeah. It was by, was that by a barrel wraith? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, no bombadil, bombadil either. Yeah. <laughs> Rough. Um, but, yeah, so the the theme of, like, quote-unquote ordinary people going and making a difference, not because right, yeah. the, their livelihood or anything is at stake, but because they felt it was the right thing to do is, yeah. I feel, also pretty pivotal here. Yeah. Um, and there are there are some other themes that I think I would like to talk about more in the next movie. Awesome. Um, specifically around the industrialization uh, oh. themes that are really heavy Oof, in, was... in the Lord of the Rings books uh, and movies. Um, but the I think it comes to a head more in the second movie. And so I would like to talk about it then yeah. rather than talking yeah. about it now. Um, where it does put you in a hopeless situation with, yeah, yeah with, uh, no, no closure to it. And you know, these jewels were my friends. Okay. We can't say that. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, technical things that stand out. We've already been over this, yeah, but like, really have. I'm sure there's more. Like the lighting was perfect. Any, yeah. any time that there needed to be perfect lighting, there was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't matter. It's almost yeah. always dark. Yeah. Um, whenever that happens. But the at the top of the watchtower, which I can't remember. Uh, Weathertop. Uh, Weathertop. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the top of Weathertop, gorgeous. Oh yeah. Um, in Bree, gorgeous. There um, was there was actually something that. So every time I have watched this uh, this movie, I've always tried to count the ring raids when they're when they're chasing Arwen. Yeah. And I was confused because I kept kept coming up with seven. I'm yeah. Like, why are there only seven? Why did she say that there are five? that she knows are chasing them, but mm-hmm. four, she doesn't know where they are, and then yes. only two of them show up, and I'm like, oh, wait, Aragorn kills two of them at Weathertop with the with the torch. So that would be why yeah, there's only back. seven. They come back, but they're not that fast. No, that's true. Right? That's like, they point. can't just show up wherever. They yeah, have to go... Interesting. They have... Uh, capture the flag rules, where they have to go back to base. <laughs> go back to base. Come back. <laughs> Though... If there are still five, because there are only five at Weathertop. Uh, there are only five at Weathertop. He kills two of them. And if five are following. And then the other four show up. So he's oh, yeah, actually sure. down to three. For sure. Yeah. But uh, see, that, that is still weird, though, because Arwen does still say that five are following you. That and she knows of. Exactly. Aragorn and just doesn't four. tell him, tell her that uh, he, he already off two of them. I wonder, because uh, you're right, there is always only seven. Mm-hmm. Whenever you watch that, and that has to be the explanation, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> These are literal corporeal beings that are scared of fire for sure, but aren't yeah. going to get taken down by fire. I mean, they. Barador is how many thousands of miles away? It's going to take forever to get back here. Well, yeah, exactly. That's the problem, <sighs> right? It's going to take them forever to get back. Yeah. And they don't get their upgraded steeds until the second movie. Second movie, yeah. Yeah. The Fell Beasts. The Fell Beasts. Oh, is that what they're called? Yeah. Because at some points, it feels like they also call them Nazgul. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so technical things, just, yeah. Yeah. It's nearly everything in here is wonderful. There's a yeah. couple weird scenes where you get really close face shots of Galadriel yeah. or Gandalf. Yeah. But. Um, Honestly, those have 
felt weird to me before, but on other times they just kind of feel like they add to the atmosphere. They do. And so I'm like, like I feel it, like it it's is just a, a it's a like artistic choice that I sometimes works for me and other exactly. days doesn't. Um, it gives you that weird eerie feeling. Yeah. Um, but it does almost always convey the sense that these are very, very powerful beings. Yes. Right. And Absolutely. It, it makes Galadriel and uh, Gandalf both feel more than human. Yes. And not just magical are. humans, but like, but like actually the... more than human, which is what they are. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, uh, Next episode's film. Next episode's film is Two Towers. Two Towers. Have you seen that one? I have once or twice. I okay. Think. I'm pretty sure that's the one where they have the like um, face guard deep or something. That's a bad <laughs> joke. It's a bad joke and you should feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Helm's Deep for anyone that didn't get the joke. <laughs> Ooh. We need to end this. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, how do we end this? <laughs>